0: Like it it almost felt like a uh, like a massage for my my brain via my ears <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves. I'm Travis Ritchie, and this is episode 15. This is a show where we expose each other to new things. Matt, a big music fan, will assign me one of his favorite albums or playlists to listen to each week. And I, a movie buff, will give him one of my favorite films, and we come together on this very podcast to discuss it all Right in your ears, and with me as always is my good friend
1: Matt Runquist. Hey Travis, this week we're Hi. gonna listen to uh, Borns, the the band, except it's a person, Borns, and the movie. We're gonna watch the movie Easy A.
0: <laughs> yes, oh, and I'm so excited for both of those things, Borns. I love uh, my my. I was typing in the name of the band into my notes, and it actually my iPad auto corrected it with that O with the crossed off.
1: Right. Like, yeah, well, it, it's not a. I, I mean, it's pronounced. funny. It's funny because it's a word that doesn't really exist in the English language. So even mm-hmm. though it's uh, it's a weird spelling, uh, I think your your autocorrect is like, yeah, this person probably means that well, guy.
0: He, yeah, he exists, and he know because it's on the internet. It knows that that's a regular thing, and yeah. and uh, so. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because he's an American
1: uh,
0: is guy, he? right? Oh yeah, I didn't look well, him up.
1: I haven't looked him up. I thought up at you all. told me that. No? I think he is an American guy. Oh, man. I don't know. This is, wow, this is going off the rails I'm quickly. American guy. Okay, you All talk. Right. I'm in a Wikipedia. Well, before
0: we talk about that, I'll tell you about my. You know, so last week I talked about how my life sounds very exciting. Yes. Uh, and this week it was very much not. We did have the tail end of a storm that lasted for, I want to say, till Wednesday or so. And then I, I wanted to go hiking. Oh, I might have gone on a hike, I think on Wednesday, you know, when it was um or maybe it was Monday. And in any case, I did not do as much this week as I thought I should have. I felt very lazy and feel uh feel like I've gained back all the weight that I lost on my skiing trip. And uh I don't know, it just is weird. I uh did start my improv class at Upright Citizens Brigade, uh which was interesting. It was a lot of fun. We definitely it's a strong class, but we had a lot of work to do. And then um, that was Friday, uh, and it was a it was an, a new place too that I had to ride my bike to the train and take the train to this new, you know, stop that I'd never used. And uh, so that was interesting. My big exciting thing, I think, is the thing that I'm going to do right after the show today. Uh, we're recording a little early so that I can go to Oxnard, California, and see Randy Feltface perform live, and. If you don't know who Randy Feltface is, this is going to be your kind of side assignment this week. Okay. For you and our listeners to go to Randy Feltface's channel on YouTube and watch some of his stuff. Can I he guess? Is... Yes, please guess.
1: He's a puppet.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah. funny. Yes. There you go. Funny. I did it. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy is a um he's an Australian comedian he's a stand-up comedy guy but he there's this kind of performance art aspect of it because he's also a puppet like but it's he so let me ask you what
1: style of puppet is he like does he work behind a proscenium or is he like a ventriloquist puppet no, so it's you never
0: see the guy who operates him, and uh, and he, he he works behind like a little counter that they'll bring out on stage, okay. and he'll be he'll be behind that. Uh, he did a
1: show that so he's is like available a, in its entirety. He's hmm? like a Muppet-style Muppet.
0: Yeah, very much like a very simple purple, beady eyes, not a lot of frills, no hair, you know, just very like simple puppet. And, uh, but, but the guy's puppetry skills are kind of insane. Like he has two hands and he operates the hands and the, the face is so expressive that there's a, there's a, there's a, video where he does some crowd work and he's basically looking at the audience and he's like uh, he's like hello what's your name and two people answer and he's like oh two people answered so what i must be looking down the aisle and uh (laughs) and then like the uh at one point the in another clip something similar happens and then the the tech guy turns the lights on for him and he's like oh great did did joey just turn the lights on that's great because that's really gonna help and he waves his (laughs) hand in front of his eyes (laughs) but like that's the thing like he's his puppetry is so good that you forget that he's a puppet yeah sometimes and i love that so much um so and also he tells great stories he's very funny and so i'm very excited to see him
1: so live what you're saying is there's a non-zero chance that randy feltface is actually a felt-based alien that is pretending to be a puppet in order to make money here on earth while he's stranded right yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. And then he took a look around and he's like, oh, people are into watching these things that look like me. So I'll just
1: pretend to be one of them. I need to eat. Uh, yeah, exactly. I need to eat. I'm excited to find out Something. that that's the plot of Randy Feltface's first movie. So,
0: uh, You know what? That would be a great movie. That would be a great movie idea. I'm, I hope someone does that. But uh, his, show, his shows are good. And there are at least two or three of his. Full hour-long specials available on his YouTube channel that I encourage you to check out. I went down a rabbit hole about, I want to say about a year ago, and um, just watched all of his stuff and just it was laughing my butt off. Awesome. So, yeah, so uh, how's your week?
1: My week was good. Travis, I finished my album. <gasps> yes. Oh, yes, so I is, saw that post. This is oh. week 13 of the year. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. it's going to be week 13. I'm not sure. I got started a little early, and so the weeks are a little bit off. But I finished the 13th song this week and published it, mm-hmm. and it turned out really well. My wife actually wrote it and sang it, and I did all the instruments. Aww. It's really fantastic. Um, it's probably the best song on the album, which is not discouraging to me at all because I love her and support her. Are you going to make it the first a- song? It's going to be gonna... the third song on the album. Interesting.
0: Uh, yes. You know how I feel about putting the first song, the best song first.
1: Well, okay, yeah. so maybe not the best song, um, but okay. it's it's really good. The best. Well, you know, I was thinking
0: about this. I did see your post about this uh, this song and, and the, the fact that you were putting it into an album, which I didn't know, which I think is fantastic. So, is your goal, first question, to be to have what four albums? Four albums the of
1: the year? for the year. Four thirteen song wow. albums.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. And then so. Your are you not curating your songs? Like, are you not saying, "Well, right, I got 13 songs, but this one maybe wasn't so good." I will not be curating the songs. Yep. It's,
1: Interesting. That's yeah. that's a risk. Okay. I mean, uh, everything about this is risky, but it's all very low stakes. Uh, so far, no one has downloaded any of the stuff. Right? People have listened to it and enjoyed it, but nobody has even been like, "Hey." i'm gonna i'm gonna download this or add it to my Bandcamp collection so it's all it's all very low stakes i'm doing this primarily for myself but it is fun to put together an album yeah sure
0: that's I, i mean i never expected anyone to watch any of my stuff and but that's not the that's not the point of creativity necessarily right uh the creation itself is the point yeah um but uh, i i was thinking about this and you know i admit that i have not listened to any of the oh, really? uh, okay. Spanko Stanko songs yeah. even though i wanted to and i think it's because i've been i've had these assignments for music listening mm-hmm. and and my music listening has increased by an order of magnitude uh since we've started this podcast so i haven't been listening to like other things although on the trip to um Mammoth, I did have, I, we listened to music the whole way and it was all 80s stuff. It was, it was great. It was awesome. But I would love you to uh,
1: assign me your album yeah? to listen to sometime. Okay. I think that would be an interesting show. I'm, will, I'm willing to do that. Uh, and the nice thing is, is that we could actually use the music on the show for once. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I own the I rights. Wish I, had a, I
0: wish I had actually made a movie that I could assign you to watch um i have a a short film yeah that's about it or a web series that's not enough um
1: yeah no i'll i'll absolutely do that it is my intention to release this on the streaming services not just on Bandcamp. so uh we hopefully will be able to do a a youtube music playlist or a spotify playlist yeah
0: definitely do that yeah yeah. Um. Are there. Let's see. Was there? Any, oh, I had one question for you. Speaking of music, last week we talked about the uh, Oscars and how it was uh, such kind of a big part of my life. Yeah. But I forgot to ask you. you so you don't watch the Oscars because you don't watch movies. But do you watch the Grammy Awards? Is I that a...
1: I don't usually watch the Grammys. Um. I. I'm not huge on award shows or watching award shows i do like um you know back when i was younger i would watch some and i did like the live performances uh you Mm. know like mtv music awards or the, the vmas i guess it's called um I you know, I enjoyed those video music the video yeah, okay. music awards. I enjoyed those, but I don't I don't go out of my way to watch any of those things and you know how it is. The best performances always end up going around virally anyways. And so sure. you know, well, you nowadays, don't, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to watch a four hour show to see the moment that, you know, somebody's dress fell down or somebody jumped yep. into the crowd or somebody jumped out of the crowd or whatever. Sure. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah no that makes sense i just was curious because uh because we talked about that and yeah I, and i didn't ask yeah. so uh anything else going on in your week before we move on
1: uh nothing super major my wife had another test this week it was another negative uh like we didn't find anything so uh so on to the next one i guess is the answer yeah uh, well, that's gonna be a wait too huh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right well, so. I have my I made an appointment for
0: acupuncture my nice. very first time. Uh yeah. that's a couple of weeks away. I I'm interested to
1: see what happens. Are you going to have them take pictures of whatever body part has needles in it? Uh maybe, I might. I um, mean that it, would I, for me that would be the attraction, right? It's like, "Oh, you're going to put needles on my body." I definitely want you to show me what that looks like yeah
0: well i i will see it it's going to be my my arm uh for part of it and then uh, i'm having elbow pain but also this plantar fasciitis and then years ago i had someone tell me that they could that acupuncture could help me with my with my facial paralysis but i never did it and it's something i'll talk to the acupuncturist about but um We'll see what happens. Yeah. And just uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's move on into the meat. Oh, by the way, uh, Kevin Novacek, a uh, longtime listener, second time commenter, Ooh. said we've hit our stride. Oh, excellent! Uh, That's really great so, news. I feel
1: like we yeah. have hit our stride too. So I do. Hey, too. I do. So too. Kevin, this one's for you. What do you say we <laughs> change things up this week and listen to the music first? Oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah. So tell us about Bur- Bjorn's. Bjorn's. Okay. So Bjorn's is a singer-songwriter <laughs> that uh, first became popular about eight ish years ago. He's from the west coast of Michigan. I looked it up while we were uh, talking earlier. West coast, right along, uh, right along Lake Michigan. There. Huh? Right. I guess my point well, there I mean, is that he's not far. F- he grew up not far from me, just across seventy miles of water water uh, but there there is not an east coast of michigan is there sure there is that would be uh lake oh yeah michigan is surrounded by yeah, the great right. lakes yeah you're right so, you're right yeah the only part of michigan that's yeah, not cut surrounded that part by, out. <laughs> the only part of michigan that's not surrounded <laughs> by genius. water is the part that's surrounded by indiana so in ohio
0: Yep. All right. I get it. So uh, continue about Burns.
1: Well, there, there's not a whole lot to say about him. He's a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist. He's released a few albums. His first one had a couple of really big hits on it. Uh, and I really like him. Very unusual. I actually thought he uses a falsetto for much of his singing. And so I actually thought that he was a woman for a long time. Ah. Uh, he's only 31 years old now, so he's he's a pretty young dude. Yeah, and, he kind of, uh,
0: of maybe burns of the internet age yeah. uh, off of YouTube or something.
1: Yeah. what uh why do you love him? Well, well, I love him just because it's catchy and fun and uh emotional music. Uh my favorite track, which I think I did tell you uh ahead of time but not on the podcast is Electric Love. So hopefully you gave that and one And you're close not the listen. first person to tell me.
0: You're not the only person to tell me that that was the favorite track of the song when I told my work friends my girlfriends at work about it they uh specifically said electric love too so yeah
1: so what'd you think
0: uh i enjoyed it i uh, the the short version is i really enjoyed it i um uh i might cut out really enjoyed it it you know it's funny uh there, there no downside about this album it 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 checked a lot of the boxes that I have said I liked about albums—words that are easy to understand, uh, music that is good in the ears—this is in stark contrast to last week's band. Very fun to listen to with headphones. Okay, like it. It almost felt like a uh, like a massage for my my brain via my ears, um, <laughs> and, and that is maybe the best compliment I can give uh, because. Um, it, it, it felt, it felt deliberate uh, in terms of the writing. It felt uh, inventive, and the creativity was 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 very real. Like I, I was listening to it, and I was like, "Okay, this is a musician who has a real vision." It didn't feel cookie cutter, like pop produced, you know, you know, like a lot of what we get. Um, now, because of that, it wasn't perhaps as catchy as some of the stuff that I've listened to where, where you just listen to it and you just kind of are bopping along to it. Uh, but I, I enjoyed having it on. I think this is much more of a have it on in the background type of album than it is a, Oh, let's put on Borns and listen to, let's listen to Bournes, Um for me. Okay. So what else? Um, I do like the singing. I like the uh, the the style of his voice was was pretty cool. It was interesting. What the the note that I made to myself was there were moments when it reminded me of uh, Tangerine Dream. Okay. Um, and my 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 exposure to Tangerine Dream is the soundtrack to Legend. From oh, the okay. 80, from right. the 80s. Yeah. And. Because they also use a lot of falsetto in their uh, in their singing, I think that must that must be the connection. Now that you've said that, yeah. But
1: uh, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I really I liked it a lot. First of all, shout out for the Tangerine Dream reference, which I don't think I've thought about Tangerine Dream in 25 years. So thank you for that. Legend was a, a formative movie for me, for sure. Uh, back in those days. Well, I I this is dangerous, but I will admit I have never seen Legend, so.
0: Ooh,
1: adding it to the list. Yeah, it's been... I mean, I have very distinct memories of seeing that VHS box cover many, many times uh, in in my days.
0: Musically, it's got a very interesting story, too, because originally the soundtrack was uh, written by James Horner, you know, a big Mm -hmm. uh, music score guy. And at some point, somewhere along the way, the studio or whoever said uh, we need to have this be a little bit more i don't know accessible or or commercial or something and they're like uh, let's get this huge band tangerine dream <laughs> to <laughs> to do the soundtrack
1: clearly somebody at the movie studio was super into tangerine dream because i, guess. Well, I don't know I that I, will I would say
0: yeah a lot of fans really prefer the uh, james horner version and you can actually watch the james horner version on the dvd Uh, and it's probably available out there somewhere else but i like the tangerine dream music quite a bit it 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 just is so distinctive and even though it's very 80s there are a couple of movies that do this where they have just super 80s sounds for their music um another one is the movie uh lady hawk lady Mm -hmm. hawk with rutger hauer and michelle pfeiffer and matthew broderick a uh, super 80s sound. Well, but I mean, anyway. even
1: the even the orchestration on Highlander is a little bit like that, right? You know. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, very. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, we're getting a little off track, but uh but that's that's what sprung into my mind from Bjorn's.
1: That's bjorns. okay. There's not there's not a to be truthful, right? There's not a ton to say about bjorn's He's not like he doesn't have a, like a long career. I will say it It occupies a really kind of interesting place in pop music. So I actually saw Bourne's Live as well. Um, Oh, tell me about that. Yeah, the year that this came out. So there is a big concert here in Milwaukee every year called the Big Snow Show. One of the local there's a locally owned radio station here that's actually pretty popular. It's uh I, I realize that's uh very unusual these days. Pretty much everything is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting or sure. or um the other big one, iHeartRadio, I think. Uh but the point is is it's independently owned and locally programmed and they have a big show every year and uh you know it's usually two or three nights uh, and the, this night was headlined by the band Weezer who you're I'm sure familiar with from the 90s yes I um,
0: remember Weezer
1: yeah uh, but one of the openers was Borns and he really kind of brought the house down i think he was like the first opener he only had the one album out he had like 25 minutes but huh. people people arrived early to see him and he really uh, was kind of the, the hit of the night outside of Weezer. So, uh, wow. yeah, it was, it was really exciting. And this is in the big room. I don't know if you've ever been to the rave in Milwaukee, but it's a, nope. it's a room that holds three, 3,000 people. It's a pretty big. Holy oh, cow. Yeah. It's a pretty big room. And, uh, you know, he, he seemed very comfortable up there. Right. And this is, you know, oh. in his early 20s, there was actually kind of a generation of music stars around then um, that were all pretty young and so like self-assured and and confident in a way. Yeah. That... And I and I think that that
0: is an interesting uh, I, I mentioned the kind of YouTube Internet generation. And I wonder if it's one of those people who had a similar experience with their music that I had for my acting, which was when I had an outlet for my acting that didn't require permission, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was able to just produce stuff and put it out, it made me a much more comfortable actor and made me better for when I was doing uh, professional things. And so I wonder if he produced stuff independently on his own through YouTube or whatever um, earlier, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, before he was discovered and and signed to a label or however that worked. I don't know. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I wouldn't be surprised either. It so, sounded
0: very competent. Yeah, the, he was. The music was just very, uh, just yeah. Well I would say I and, would say it's
1: heavily produced, but not overproduced. You know,
0: like de- it, I think deliberately produced is. Yeah. what I would say there was a song, and I don't remember which one. I, I forgot to write it down, but there was a song, something about underwater, hard under, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the effect that they do to the music to give an underwater like emotion to it a feel was not what i would have expected from that sound like it could have been a muffled underwatery sound but they did something much more subtle and interesting that really gave you the feel of of the underwater in addition to the lyrics and uh, i really appreciated that um and, and that they didn't do it in that kind of like obvious way
1: oh yeah cool
0: so right. yeah I think um I think for a for a score i I, I would thinking about this a lot today because i uh, it's probably not an album that I will put heavily into rotation i I won't delete it from my uh from my YouTube playlist like i do the the ones I generally don't like, but i um I think that I'm probably gonna give it a uh a six okay, which is but but like a good six,
1: yeah. you know, a, a healthy six. Would you yeah. would you choose a song or two for like if you were having a party playlist? Would you be like,
0: yeah, yeah. I think so. So here's another thing. One of the other things of the album because we listened to an album this time rather than yeah. a playlist, uh, yeah. which was great. And uh, the first song on the album was good. It got me. It hooked me. It like it 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 told me this was gonna be okay. And um, and so <laughs> probably the first song and then uh, the third song. From yeah. the album the, yeah. the one you like electric, electric
1: cool. Love. yeah, electric love, yeah, I would give this, gosh, I'm going back and forth a little bit, but I think this is a seven for me, I think okay, I great. think I've gotta feel if i'm gonna give something an eight, I've gotta feel strongly that it's an eight, and mm-hmm. this is this is a seven for me, I like it, yeah. i play I play it regularly, um, you know, I'm always happy when it comes on on some random sure, thing that's the, yes, I would be the same.
0: I think, uh, but um, I don't. I, I thought about giving it a seven too, but yeah, uh, I, I just not
1: quite right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put this up there with like the great albums, you know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I feel like yeah. once no, once I... you
1: get to an eight, you're getting into like this is better be awfully close to a great album.
0: Right, exactly, and much to Kevin's point, uh, I think that I'm better off for having listened to this album. Nice for sure, well, that's and cool. uh, and I think that uh, I'm glad that you exposed me to it. <laughs>
1: I get what you did there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so a seven and a six. That's what, but like, I think a strong seven and a six. Yeah, I, is I would agree. That's I, I what agree. I'm laying down here. Well, let's uh, uh, right.
1: let's uh, expose ourselves to something else. Oh, to to easy A. So,
0: my 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 assignment to you this week was uh, a movie that I just was I. It was a throwaway. Like I just wanted to give you something pleasant to watch. But dang, I rewatched this movie and it is more than pleasant for me. I yeah. love this movie. Yeah. It's Easy A starring Emma Stone and, uh, and, and, and just an enormous cast of uh, supporting actors. Uh, most notably for me, Miranda Richardson and um, oh, I can't never Thomas remember. Thomas Hayden his Church. Name. Stanley Tucci. Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Who was amazing. Okay. 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 So uh an an absolute uh an absolute stellar sporting <laughs> cast, including Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as uh as her parents and uh but also Thomas Hayden Church, Amanda Bynes in uh in I think it's one of her last film roles. Yeah, I think so. Because she was kind of in a downward spiral, but she's great and it's got Lisa Kudrow in it, Malcolm McDowell, and also um, the SNL guy who plays the priest. uh, Uh, Yeah, oh God. Yeah, right. Anyway, but one of his God. it must have been one of his first roles after yeah. SNL He looks so, so, so
1: young. He looks so young and he's
0: clearly a little like a little like, oh my God, I'm in a motion picture type yeah. of energy. Yeah. But uh but really but really fun. Um anyway, the story is essentially a an allegory for the Scarlet Letter and uh and, and the Scarlet Letter is actually a plot point in the movie where um Emma Stone's character uh is there's a rumor that she lost her virginity to an older stu- an older kid like in college and and she can't get rid of the rumor and so when someone offers her money to pretend like she had sex with him like an like an unattractive student she just like okay I'll do it and so she becomes the like the the the, the tramp of the school but having never actually had sex Right. And uh and it's funny. The the dialogue is great. It's um written and directed by uh oh, I mean it's directed by Will Gluck um but written by a guy named Bert Royal and it's pure delight for me. So tell me what you
1: thought. Hated it. No, I'm just kidding. Hated <laughs> <I> it. <laughs> hated it. No, I really I really enjoyed this movie as well as I'm sure you suspected I would. Yeah. Um it's really good. It's a it's a really great comedy. It It's one of those that people kind of forget about it when they're thinking about great, you know, high school comedies. They're like, oh, Mean Girls. And, you know, this is very I'm sure this movie got greenlit, you know, because Mean Girls made so much money. But um, and is this Emma Stone's first movie or just her big breakout role? I think it was her big breakout.
0: I I don't know. I would have to look that up uh, okay. to to know for sure.
1: But I really I really enjoyed it. The plot is really good. It's not really a, a retelling of Scarlet Letter per se, so much as a commentary on the same type of situation. I, which I was actually glad about, right? Because the the Scarlet Letter is fine for what it is, but it's it's not really a like. It's not really a modern story, you know, and you'd have to you'd have to set it some in a kind of an unusual situation for it to even make sense. And so I liked that they sort of just brought those puritanical elements in through one of the cliques in school. And then, you know, that that was it. It wasn't like, Here are the plot points from Nathaniel Hawthorne.
0: Sure, yes. It's highly highly uh updated for modern uh, sensibilities and yeah. uh yeah, audiences. Um they yeah, so uh, you know, I I did look it up. Uh, it's she had done this after she did like Superbad and Zombieland. Oh, um This is after Zombieland? I did not Zombieland, know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So but this her role in Zombieland was pretty, I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. It neutral.
0: was like she was great, but it wasn't like, yeah, it, it wasn't what you think of as an Emma Stone sure you know, role. Okay, she certainly wasn't a main character, so that makes sense. Yeah, um, but just uh, before the Help, by the way, which we reviewed a yes. couple of months ago.
1: Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, uh, Thomas Hayden Church was fantastic in it. I really liked. I really liked his uh, cool teacher thing. Yeah, where uh, you were never you were never concerned that. Uh, that he was going to sleep with a student or something like that, but he was still thoughtful and caring. Like, there is this, you know, there's a strain of person who's like, oh, you can't even do anything anymore because you're going to get accused of something. And it's like, no, you just, you know... You provide support without being creepy, and it right, turns yes, out that yes. you're okay, right? You
0: can't do it. He wasn't creepy cool. He was just he was just cool he and was just friendly. Yeah,
1: cool and friendly and dorky and fun and yeah. So right. uh, I like that. And then of course there is a teacher with a sleeping with a student. Uh, plot point in this movie but Mm -hmm. it's his wife lisa kudrow and that's a that's a fascinating turn right because when she's first introduced she's very much on emma stone's side and just trying to help her and then all of a sudden this is revealed about her and she does some she does some acting in this movie you know Mm -hmm. really good yeah i mean unexpectedly well is it unexpected anymore i don't know because lisa kudrow is sort of the breakout like like from from my standpoint lisa kudrow is the only friend i ever want to see again right oh okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like mean uh i don't know they're, they all seem fine i think they can survive with my disdain you know they'll okay. make they'll yeah. make it no, they're, they're, you know? they're okay <laughs> yeah they're, they're okay they're fine <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's, she's really fantastic. She does a, it does a great job and, um, yeah, I, boy, uh, what else, what else is there to say? I, oh, i like the structure of It's the structure of an eighties movie, which is always it relies ple-
0: heavily on eighties movie references and tropes. Like it, re- it references the breakfast yeah. club and stuff like that. It
1: references the breakfast club and, um, uh, ferris bueller's day off and yep. uh say anything and uh the patrick uh, can't buy me love which i mm-hmm. love that it referenced can't buy me love for a couple of reasons one is that's what i know patrick dempsey from so when 20 years down the road he became known as mc steamy mcdreamy one of the
0: one of the yeah.
1: one of the one of the hot doctors from gray's anatomy i was like how does he still look the same? Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> like he still yeah.
1: looks. He still looks exactly. So that's one reason I like "Can't Buy Me Love." And then the other reason that I like "Can't Buy Me Love" is because a large portion of it was shot in Tucson, and I lived in Tucson for seven years. Yep. And oh,
0: "Can't Buy Me Love" was.
1: Yeah, yeah. "Can't Buy Me Love." Yeah, and uh, and so I like going to see the uh, airplane graveyard in Tucson, which is still there. And yes, I've is. actually been on base uh, for reasons that aren't important, but uh, so I've actually been in the airplane graveyard and seen wow, the planes up close. Wow, that's pretty it's, neat. It is really cool. So
0: there's so a book I read recently that has a bit that takes place in there called Unwind, um, yeah. which. Anyway, very yeah.
1: interesting. No, I mean, the airplane graveyard is part of the culture in Tucson. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a part of the culture that I enjoy. So anyways, wow. but back to A. Yeah, it, it, I like that it openly acknowledges the tropes of 80s movies and engages with them. But it doesn't ever feel like it's leading on that to avoid being good on its own terms. Yeah, yeah. I remember
0: being uh, sat down to watch this movie oh, I don't know, uh, I mean, years ago, probably four or five years ago, and just being surprised and delighted by it at the time and having no idea that it had been around, because I generally am not into these, like, kind of 80, you know, teen movies, like these high school movies, and um, and just being so kind of thrilled at how good it was. And then I haven't watched it again, even though I I bought it. And so I owned the copy of it that I sent you, oh, uh, nice. you know, able to watch it. And so and I think I I don't know why I did that. I think it must have just been on sale or something like that. But I was so happy to watch it again and again feel that just delight of how good it was. Like laughing out loud moments like you've got the um, like I said, Stanley Tucci and um, oh. I said it was Miranda Richardson, but it's not. It's uh it's Patricia Clarkson.
1: Yeah. They as the parents are... That family dynamic is fantastic. The fact that this girl is an outcast in school but has family support is a uh-huh. is an interesting choice and a good one. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, the parents are both are both really hip, but also have their own histories. And that like you, you're you're they're like there. You can see that they bring their their own histories into their parenting skills. And that they realize that teenagers will be teenagers, and they want what's best for their daughter, and they but they they give her a lot of like, okay, we see that you're very smart and and responsible, and so we're gonna like have a hands off approach, but we're here when you need us, and um and they're so funny. There's a moment where uh, there's a moment where they have an adopted black uh, brother for uh, a younger brother for the for Emma Stone's character, and at one point. They're talking about I don't know it's something running in the family like diabetes or something like that runs in the family and uh, and the kid's like I don't have to worry about that I'm adopted and Stanley Tucci's like you are adopted and like just pounds on the on who the told him like, who told you <laughs> we were waiting for the right time and uh, it was just it's it's just a brilliant um, I like it's so funny
1: I like Genuinely that this movie funny. has has like a variety of comedy in it. Like it has mm-hmm. very funny one-liners in it. Yep. It has very funny physical comedy. The stuff revolving around the school mascot and the boy that she likes. Uh, yes. That we'll that, have to that talk that about him too. Has very good physical comedy. It has stuff that's, it has like, some uh discomfort comedy, right? Like I you know, not a ton, right? But like where it's like, oh, this is funny because this is awkward. There's a little bit of mm-hmm. that. There's situational stuff that's funny. I, there's a lot of different layers to the script
0: and and the But also some serious stuff. Like yeah. uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> takes the uh, she 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 gets herself into the situation and she there are repercussions that she that are kind of serious uh, yeah. that she has to deal with. So um, I, I love the, the, the love interest guy yeah. who is kind of just always there. And he's just, he's the genuine nice guy who is just
1: being nice. Yeah. Biding his time. Yeah.
0: Waiting to be seen.
1: Well, and and he's not biding his time in the sense of, uh, you know, like uh, someday she's going to realize that I've always right. been the one for her. Just like working on himself, biding his time. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah, 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 I love you and I'm in not. In a very healthy way.
0: Like, yeah, in a very just, healthy way. He's just way. doing his thing and enjoying yeah. life and and being being
1: one of the good guys. Being and one finally... of the good guys and being there for her without expectation of like some sort of yeah. reward or whatever. Just being yep. there for her because she needs it.
0: Really healthy and really uh, just a good uh, role model for, uh, you know, in movies just of the, of the type of person to be so um oh man what is there anything else that uh i want to talk about before before uh, we rate it i mean i i it just it's a movie if you haven't seen it you should definitely you should definitely see it it's uh it's good it's good
1: so on the ratings front i i'm struggling a little bit because mm-hmm. i really really liked it um but my gut instinct is to rate it an eight, not a nine, right? And I'm thinking about, like, am I just downgrading it because it's a comedy, right? Right. Okay. You know? Uh, or or does it really feel like an eight? Like, do I feel like there's two points left to give on the comedy front? Because <laughs> mm, I, mm. I do love comedies. Um, I, th- I think it's an eight. Maybe Maybe it never... It never, like, I never get like uncontrollable laughter from this movie, right? There's a lot of stuff that's funny and clever and I dig it, but there's not like a, you know, uh, pardon me, but like a shitting in the street moment from Bridesmaids where I like was falling off of my chair, right? It, you know, something like that uh, where. You know, it's funny, but I, that, that, so you're saying a moment like that would have raised it in your estimation? I, oh. Not necessarily, like, gross-out humor, but, like, something that, that like, it builds to the point where I'm, like, uncontrollably laughing, right? Okay,
0: okay, you know, interesting. Like,
1: I like a good set piece, right? <laughs> sure, sure. You know? now,
0: it's funny because my uh, my ex, his favorite movie was Bridesmaids, and uh, I've seen it, and it's good. I would put this movie head and shoulders above sure. Bridesmaids, um, you know, from my from my standing, so uh, you're you're going to stick by your eight.
1: I'm going to stick by my eight.
0: All right, all right. Well, I had a similar problem with my rating, and I was, but I think for me, it was it was that like, can I rate this a ten? Like, mm-hmm. is this a perfect movie? Because yeah. it feels like a perfect movie. I can't think of anything that I didn't like about it. I loved the credits. Like, I love the style of the credits are pretty fantastic. You know, I just, I love it, it, it just it just seemed like so much thought went to the, went into this 8 million dollar movie and it's the type of movie that i would love love to be in uh and uh but but like i don't know something i feel a little bit weird giving it a 10 so uh but it's definitely a movie that i will watch again and look forward to watching again i don't know i don't know so yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna do it. Do I, it. I do cannot it, think it, of anything it, bad about it. this movie. Anything that is not perfect. And so, um, I mean, God, yeah. I I'm even critical usually about the gay best friend character, and, and maybe he was not as good as he could have been, but he was pretty darn good. I liked him better than the gay friend in Mean Girls. By I like a long shot.
1: I like that he. Yeah, uh, he mean he kind of. I don't know that he's the gay best friend he's just a gay right. friend and he d- and friend. he does his own thing and has his own plot and gets a yeah. big old makeout scene at the end that's not like couched in any way and it's not like they looks like they're going to kiss oh let's cut away like they they give it to him right you know yeah that's I, true that's true i thought it was well handled
0: it's it's great it's uh it's it's it, it i feel like it's a movie that was maybe even a little ahead of its time but uh dang yeah 10 10 for me 10 10 10, 10, 10, 10. yeah
1: Ooh, maybe we should start doing a sound effect for tens. I'll see if I can find something.
0: <laughs> there you like, go, uh, like an explosion a or something. Children screaming? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Children cheering. Children <laughs> screaming and an explosion every time someone gives a ten.
0: Cheering is what I meant to say. <laughs> but uh, all right, great, great, great. So a ten and a seven for easy A. All um, right. That is I, an easy. No, a. no,
1: it's a ten and an eight. I gave it an ten eight. and an eight. Yeah. For easy A. Yeah, yeah I gave oh, it. Oh, that's an a eight. super easy A. Yeah, yeah, that's a
0: super easy. Eh?
1: So, what do you have for me next week, Travis?
0: Well, uh, so now after this um, after this uh, palate cleanser of a nice comedy, I'm going to give you uh, Mission Impossible Four, mm, which I'm is... not familiar. What is it? Yeah, so it's a uh, Mission Impossible Four was uh, uh, filmed. It's, it stars a young um, unknown by the name of Thomas Cruise. Cruise, Cruise,
1: Cruz, Cruz. Cruz. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's all right. It's all right. You may recognize him from other things once you start okay. the movie. But um, no, this movie is my favorite action movie of all time. It was directed by Brad Bird, who <gasps> you will know. From- You're kidding.
1: Oh, that's I'm now looking forward to this movie.
0: Yeah, so this is his first live action film. Uh, So he came from Pixar. He directed Iron Giant, then went to Pixar, directed The Incredibles, and uh, I maybe something else.
1: uh, Uh, Yeah, he picked up a movie Ratatouille. Uh, I I. What happened was somebody got pulled off of a movie and Brad Bird got put onto it, but I can't remember which one it was. It could have been yeah. Ratatouille.
0: Well, in any case, uh, so it's his, he comes from a really healthy storytelling uh, pedigree. And uh, so he came to this movie as a, the follow-up to Mission Impossible 3. And I just... the one The thing I want you to keep in mind while watching it is... The, especially for your first time through is the, uh, the thing that they do very differently, which is nothing goes as planned. Everything that they try goes wrong and you're never explained the plan. Right, and so which I love, like every every heist movie or or, or spy well, movie, every Mission like,
1: Impossible movie for every sure. Mission
0: Impossible movie to this point, you're like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We need to do this, and then we need to do that, and we need to do this. But in this one, uh, notably, y- they do the plan, and you as the viewer kind of have to figure out what the plan is as they're okay. doing it. But then also the plan will go wrong, and it's just wonderful. So. um uh,
1: that well, sounds a little thinky to me. I don't know. I know you're not a fan of episode 8, The Last Jedi, the Star Wars movie. But no, I I, I, am actu- not. I actually just watched it again this week because I was like, man, am I wrong about this movie? Newsflash, I'm not wrong about this movie. No. And one of the things I like about it is that there is a plan that goes wrong in it. Um very famously the whole going to get the code thing goes super duper side don't you don't need to defend it this is not this is not or you don't need to okay. defend your hatred of the movie i know you hate the movie <laughs> i'm just pointing out like that that particular plot point is something that was in that movie and people hated that but i loved it i thought it was fantastic
0: so. I think it's because it took so long. It, it was a, such a big part of the movie that ended up being just completely inconsequential to anything. Um, and, 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 and here's the thing. Like, if if they had figured out a way to actually complete the mission, that's where it differs from this movie, where, like, even though everything goes wrong, they still they still have to they still have to do it and so they have to improvise solutions to you know to compensate so um there's also another thing where uh, same thing I mentioned last week where Ethan Hunt has injuries that actually persist and like he has to work through them and like which I really like cool um so yeah i'm really interested to hear what you think especially since you did like uh this one this also has famously one of the best stunts i've ever seen in a movie where uh tom cruise is literally climbing on the side of the burj khalifa in uh dubai and uh he did it for real and when you watch it you're like yep that that's that's nauseating and awesome so
1: yeah i am a little scared of heights so i uh that's gonna be that's gonna be a thank you for the warning You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. What do you got for me? Have you heard of Dua Lipa?
0: I have heard of Dua Lipa. She's
1: a female pop star, popular in the clubs. So... uh,
0: I'm certain I know at least one of her songs.
1: Yes. There was a song that came out, I think, last year called Levitating that was in a movie, Trolls World Tour or something, that made a big, big splash. Big, very, very popular movie uh very, very popular song, rather, so um, and she actually has a string of popular songs, and I put them all on a playlist for you this is this is big pop hit, one after the next uh oh my goodness all hopefully right. hopefully is... you're gonna dig this uh cool playlist, not an album, how many albums does she have? uh two full albums plus some uh she's one she's a pop artist, so she uh, guests on things or sings on things uh, that okay. don't necessarily make it onto a full album, uh, but two full. Does ones. she write
0: her own stuff, or does she is she kind of like doing uh, stuff that other people write? Or? I
1: think she's. I think it's a combination, like a lot of these All people. Right. It's it's mostly studio magic, I think. But yeah, interesting. Well, I I know that I could not
0: name an a song of hers, um, uh, but I do know that she's popular. <laughs> And uh I have heard the name. It was one of those people who in the last year I've heard a lot of and like 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 Megan the Stallion and yeah. like every time I hear the name I'm like I'm hearing it wrong. <laughs> that can't possibly be her <laughs> their actual name. And uh but no, duo 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 dua du- lipa. Dua Lipa. Dua. Yeah. Not Duo Lipo. That I think that was my thing too. Like I thought people were trying to tell me like to take Duolingo <laughs> like <laughs> lessons or something like that. But yeah. Uh, do I I, but, I believe
1: right. it means two lips in some language, but I'm not sure which oh, one.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, well it's good to know. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, um this yeah. is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, it, it's a good one. I think you will like it. Um she has This will be a, good
0: hiking music.
1: There is a fun um There's a fun fact as well, which is that her song, New Rules, is the very first song I lip-synced to as a drag queen.
0: Interesting. I don't know that I've ever seen your drag queen pictures. Uh, Really? You have to send me... Send me a picture
1: and post uh, well, a link in you'll the have to show do a, notes. You'll have to do a deep dive into my Facebook stuff. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I can't believe that. you missed out on that. Nina, Nina Manasha Ford actually was my drag name. Oh, <laughs> shut
0: the front door. <laughs> that is such a great name. <laughs> that is, this, I mean, as a Wisconsin person. Yeah. Uh, Nina Manasha Ford. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a fantastic. great, fantastic. That's a great name. So, All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Oh, Matt, thank you for exposing yourself to me.
1: Thank you for exposing yourself to me, Travis. This has been
0: joyous, and uh, I will see you uh, next week. Yeah, I'll see you next Bye-bye. week. Oh, hey, wait. <laughs> oh, uh, for wait, the episode? if you want to leave comments and get a hold of us, <laughs> like Kevin Novacek has. Uh, find us on our Facebook page Uh, just search for Exposing Ourselves and uh, if you want to email us email us at exposingourselvespodcast at gmail.com and uh, please if you are listening to this on whatever podcast app you're listening to it on give us a rating Uh, if you think we've hit our stride give us a five stars or or whatever the star rating on your uh, various apps are
1: give us us ten stars give us ten do it give
0: us ten rate us twice
1: yes (laughs)
0: Right. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks. Bye.